0: Beloved, God wants you to grow in the truth of the reality of his Son, Jesus Christ, and have experience of him as you co-share in his life. Bread and Honey teaching series focuses on that which is written, about the life of Jesus while he walked on earth from the four Gospels. The purpose is to cause every follower of the Lord Jesus grow in the knowledge of the person of the Lord Jesus. This teaching is coming to you by Chumdi Ohahuna Ministry International. Jesus is Lord. Listen now. Lord, we bless and exalt
1: you. We give you praise and glory. We thank you for another time in your presence. Your voices, you have not to some subject of the city Thank you for this time you have given to us to fellowship together in your presence. We yes, bless and exalt you in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we recognize your presence. We welcome you. We ask that you glorify Jesus in tonight's meeting. Let the flesh glory itself. Let Jesus alone oh, be glorified Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God forever. Amen. Amen to Jesus. Praise the Lord. We are, we are continuing our, our, our studies on the words of Jesus and will be blessed thus far by the teachings. Amen. And um, uh, there's nothing as beautiful as knowing more about Jesus and talking more about Jesus. Uh, in the little time, uh, I've been focusing on just teaching Jesus. I've discovered that you can teach many subjects just teaching Jesus. Amen. Amen. But you can... If you try to teach other subjects, you may not end up teaching Jesus and you may not say, Praise God. Because Jesus is full, His uh, only compassion. The Bible says, in him the fullness of the Godhead body. The Bible says he through the wisdom and the power of God. So revealing Jesus is revealing the wisdom of God, is revealing the power of God, and is revealing thoughts to humanity. Amen to Jesus. Alright, we, we we stayed on a, one of the uh the 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 gospel, the, the, the first words of Jesus and it's not Jesus speaking to John the Baptist, telling somebody to be so. Uh, and he says, for let us do this to fulfill our righteousness. Amen. And uh, we've done some little work on that. And uh, we'll move over to another world of Jesus. Amen. And uh, the, the, the study we've done on that, for those of us who want to move that to Rebites, we can go to Anchor Radio, uh and Fukyo Mahuna. we we'll see the teachings there. We can, Matthew, man, said, Amen to Jesus. But as today we we're going on the next words of Jesus in Matthew. The next words of Jesus in Matthew. Now, if you look at the words of Jesus, uh, from his first word recorded by Matthew, um, we, we discover that there were not mere words. Amen. They were not mere words. Uh, rather, we see that they were words that were assignment-oriented. They were destiny-driven words. Praise God all. So Jesus did not just speak like that. He spoke words that had to be destined and his assignments. Now the next words of Jesus recorded in Matthew is recorded in Matthew chapter four, verse four. And let's read really it all together. It says it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Holy Spirit grant us revelation in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Now many of us know this, this particular verse of scripture, if many of us know it so much that we uh, make some, some people make joke out of it. Praise God forevermore. It's a very popular verse of scripture to every almost every Christian. Man shall not live by bread alone, no, but by every one that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So the death words of Jesus, where the world, it is written. Praise God. It is written. The next works of Jesus, the next works of Jesus, we word, it is written. It is written. Praise the Lord Frame And um there, there's nothing in the Bible that is coincidental or accidental. Everything has value and everything has a meaning, everything has a symbolic representation, everything has a meaning, everything has a value, praise God. And so when you say anything in scriptures, so you must begin to ask why it is so, praise the Lord forevermore. And the more we ask the is the more we don't get the answers to why, the deeper we get in the things of God. And the more mysteries become more unraveled to us, praise the Lord forevermore. Our growth in our Christian world is to get more of the mysteries of Christ revealed to us, so we can become more like him, and we can reveal him to the earth, praise the Lord forevermore. Now so why the world it is written? Why did the next verse of Jesus have to do with it, it is written? Praise the Lord forevermore. This words reveals to us all that Jesus has been doing over the years. Praise God. Those words reveal to us all that Jesus has been doing over the years. What have they been doing? They are been reading the written word of God. Praise God. They have been reading the written word of God. So that makes us understand that for Jesus, the next words he spoke as recorded by Matthew was written. written. It shows that he had been reading what had been written in scriptures. The Bible is speaking, he says, and he took the book of Isaiah, and he says, um, uh, um, instead of the noise of me, and I nothing to preach the gospel before. And then, as he finished reading, he said, this day is this word fulfilled before you. And he closed the book, Praise God forevermore. He says, I come to the church with I came to do the will of the Father. As it is written concerning me. So what Thing about Jesus was that He knew what was written. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus did not assume what was written. He knew what was written. Jesus knew prophecies concerning him. That was why when after he uh, resurrected, the two disciples who were walking to Emmaus, I think the four miles worked. And when they were walking, they were confused, confused, and confounded, and he met them all. And they asked him, What's the problem? And they said, Are you a stranger here? Don't you hear not, not, not really about Jesus? He was a great prophet, who some say he has been crazy, while some others are saying his body was so, so be confused. And they told him, Are you that? Are you that dull? Are you that dumb? Are you that foolish? to not know what was really concerning Jesus. Now he that he to expound to them the prophecies concerning Jesus right from Moses down to the prophets. These teachers did, did not get that by impulse. he you not what I'm saying? He didn't get that by, he didn't get that by, 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 by resurrection. So because he was resurrected automatically, he knew all the prophecies. No, those things did not come, those explanations did not come by resurrection. They came by what? By the over the years. And you get what I'm saying? Yeah. makes us understand what he had been doing with his life from when he was a, when he was a child. You know the Bible says? When he, went, when he went to the temple and he stood to the doctors. the Bible says that he began to ask a question and answer questions from there. And he marveled at his wisdom the point that the Bible says he came and he spoke to the people, and they said, "What manner of wisdom is this? For he has no need to refer to any authority." This makes us understand that over the years he had had a studious life of scriptures. He didn't just he didn't just study scriptures; he ate them and he understood them, and he knew what was written. So his years was built. The written word to give no room for physics, to give no room for assumptions. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So you can see what he has been doing all the years of his life reading the written word, reading the scriptures. A person's vocabulary, when well faced with challenges, temptations, or opposition, reveals what he or she has been using his or her time for. And what he or she has been putting into his or human self. Your vocabulary like when you are faced with challenges reviews what you have been doing with your time. And so when you a challenge, you just say, hey, hey, eh, trouble, problem, hey, eh, you that shows what you have been using your time for. You have been using your time to put in garbage, rubbish into yourself. And so when you are faced with challenges, the first thing you release is what? Rubbish. I don't know the vocabulary language says garbage in, garbage out. But as sure you know, we are to do garbage in, we to do what? Scriptures in, Scriptures out. So when Jesus was faced with the temptation, the very first temptation, it revealed what he had been putting into himself. It revealed that what he had been putting into himself was, It is written. It is written. It is written. written. For years, he had been putting what? It is written. 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 Praise God. And this makes us understand that we must take a look at our lives when we see ourselves in the midst of challenges our response to these challenges shows actually where we have been putting into ourselves. It shows whether we have been taking in the written word of God or whether we have been taking in the written word of men. Because it's either like you, you take the written word of God which is the Bible or you take the written word of God, which is newspaper. <laughs> and, and some people that are very good at newspaper. The Bible is newspaper every day. They, they don't have money to buy the read, They stand human. Some people, they just go to be the and they just stand and read the rules, and the make sure they read, not because they are lawyers, not because they are current affairs analysts, but they have become addicted to the reading words of men, that without the reading words of men, they cannot continue their lives. I, I, I watched a particular man who was a, a Christian, when he discovered that he started becoming so anxious in life, Anxiety started increasing. Anxiety started increasing. He said, i his health. He said, having insomnia. And I was wondering, why am I so anxious? Like, what is the problem? What is happening? I'm again. And as he began to pray, he discovered that he had an addiction that he didn't know. He must listen to news. I'm not against news. Too. We listen to news, yes. But well, we know why we listen to it. He was at the that he wanted he go with the preaching. Every minute he's trying to be updated on what is happening. And let me let you know something. If you are on what is happening in your nation, what about what happened in your neighboring nation? Praise God for more. And so, when he, he gets so addicted to the, the world of men, what happened? The world of a started, started, started transforming his life and started giving him an, a life of anxiety. And thank God that God revealed that to him. Praise God for everyone. Hallelujah. So, Jesus, this act, this whole scenario makes us understand what Jesus has been putting into Himself. The written word of God he has invested His time with reading. Now, actually, if you look at this verse of scripture, um, uh, manga, it is written that, that man shall not be by prayer, but by everyone that puts it out of the mouth of the Lord. Now, Jesus was actually quoting from the Trombuch that the Ephesians. That makes us understand that Jesus had read the Pentateuch. The Pentateuch happens to be the first five books of the Bible, which are the books of Moses. Um, and Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, the Trinity, Amen, the Pentateuch, And also, Jesus quoted from Isaiah, which happens to be a part of the Torah, because the Torah comprises of the Pentateuchs and other books of the prophets, Amen. So that means Jesus has invested much of his years studying the Torah. So he could quote from it without thinking twice. And he you up know, say. He had stolen it on the inside, like that's why the state said, I will not give you my heart, and I may not see against thee. He quoted from the Jerusalem chapter 8, verse 3. What does Jerusalem chapter 8, verse 3 say? so that he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with man, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man will only by prayer. That proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord of man these. So Jesus took a part of it. Now this was God speaking. This was a uh, 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 well, um, the writer of Trump is speaking and he said uh, that the Lord put them and suffered them to hunger, that the children of Israel and fed them with manna, which they knew not neither did their father knew. Now he, he said, look at something, he said, the Lord put them and suffered them to hunger. Now we've always understood something that in the Old Testament, most of the things you see that it has to be negative, but all of the things that you see that it has to be negative and gone. It's not actually God to be. It's an old testament in Hebrew, 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 way of writing that gives you for the permission. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, so, he says he suffered, he humbled him. God not humble humbleness, are you together? We are the ones who humble ourselves. The only thing God does is to resist the proud. That's why they say, you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Then he says, God resists the proud and gives the grace of the humble. We have the responsibility to humble ourselves. God does not humble us. If we do not humble ourselves and we become proud, what happens? He simply resists us. And the act of resisting us is for us to come to the consciousness of humbling ourselves. Are you getting it? So when he says, and he humbled thee. He's simply saying, let's use the New Testament of, of operation of it. He what? He resisted you. So you can come to your senses and what? Humble yourself. And he said that he suffered thee to, to hunger. God does not suffer us. God doesn't want to make us hungry. But if he says he suffered it that hunger, it means that God permitted them to suffer hunger. Why? Because they were a, a stiff-necked people, and whenever they had problems, instead of them talking to God, they would rather be to Moses. Okay, if I told you that Moses is the middleman between you and God, you cannot talk to God, then at least talk to Moses. Don't want more to hear, don't more to go, don't complain. And every given point is that they I see the best Moses, they really hated him. I don't know. Because every given opportunity, they use it to lambase, to, 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 hit him. If you are hungry, simply Moses, we are hungry, tell God to give us food. You are saying, ah, did you bring us here to die of hunger? Oh, how you wish we're eating a cucumber and onion in Egypt as if they were eating fresh cucumba and onion. As if it was not even left to as they were giving it to them like, as, as they were savant and sleep. Praise God for the world. So now, you know, this simple thing of asking, but they will never ask. They I need food. And he starts complaining, that they will not go give somebody food in this house. In this house, somebody will not be hungry, somebody will not see food to eat in this house. So hunger will not give somebody and your presence is complaining and hungering knows that they should how will you feel? Now that's the same scenario that the painted that has that, been painted here. That's what the truth of Israel did is about, time and again. So because of their 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 levels, their, their silly attitude and that silly attitude is a slave mentality. Now the slave believes that nothing is his right. And the slave believes that he has no right to anything. The slave believes that even if he begs it should not be given to him. The like, slave believes that he is to so suffer. Now that's the reason why, you see, one of the things that God wants to ensure that we never have a situation is a slavery mentality. Because when you have a slavery mentality, it's what we ask you to be complaining. On a normal day, you see slaves, they will not ask their boss. When we complain that we are because they have the mentality that we are slaves. We don't have the right to anything in this house. We are not children of the last one, well, right? So instead of them asking, they would rather complain and they rather complain. So for over 400 years, these people have built the mindset of instead of asking, rather complain. <laughs> instead of asking, rather more. And this was what God was trying to remove from them. Why right? was removing them from Egypt? But the problem was that they left Egypt but they did not leave that slavery mentality. And God wanted to remove it from them, but they still held tight to the slavery mentality. The slave always believed that nothing is his right, he cannot have anything, he cannot, no, no, no good thing can come to him. So instead of asking, he would always go more and complain. And that was the mentality they were using to relate with God, and it was heartbreaking and painful to God. Now so God permitted them to be hungry. The for Hogar was similar way. God resists the proud so that the pride the proud priest can do it, can now humble himself. God does not resist you so as to destroy you, He resists you so that you can come to your consciousness and know that you are what you are proud and humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Just the same way the prodigal saw when Hogar who entered his brain, his brain recalculated. Initially, when the Hogar was still in his stomach, his brain was still was thinking. Still, was still are upside down. But when the hunger enters his brain, the brain recalculates and like you cannot know see. So sometimes God, part the only way he can really communicate person is to allow some things come out, so we can recalculate. So God allowed them to suffer hunger. Not that he wanted them to suffer hunger, not that he gave them suffering as hunger. He allowed it. Why? so that they would what? So that they see the need to ask for bread. But still, when he allowed that, what did they do? Instead of asking for bread, they murmured again. And in his mercy, he fed them with what? With manna. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so the reason for this was that God also wanted to make them understand something that man shall not live by prayer alone. By prayer alone. Now, if God would provide manna for them, food that bread that angels that They never knew where it came from. It also means that God would have able to, if God could sustain their clothes and their clothes never wore out, if He could sustain their footwear and their footwear grew, amen. Is that that they have been able to sustain them without food. In fact, when God took Moses to the mountain for 40 days and for 40 days Moses was with the Lord and he came down from the mountains and his face was shining, he went another 40 days again and came down again and he would never had an issue with his, with his stomach and of ulcer. It was God's way of showing Moses that I can lead my people like this. They can stay without food. And yet to be shiny, it is possible to do that. That's what we're trying to make them understand. But now these people cannot even understand what it means to even ask God. Let them know what it means to be sustained by God supernaturally. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, in that light, he permitted the suffering of hunger for them to ask for prayer, but yet they would ask for prayer, they would complain, and then he still gave them prayer in his mercy. Now let's ask the question, why did the first temptation of the devil to Jesus have to do with food? Bread. Why did it have to be food? Why not another thing? Why, 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 why food first? Why food? The reason for this is because that was the pressing need of Jesus at that moment. He was hungry because he just finished fasting. That was the pressing need. That was the pressing need. What does this make us understand? This makes us understand that the devil will never tempt you with what you do not need. And he will never tempt you with the what is not pressing to you. Yes. And that's what we Christians come understand. So if the devil is tempting you in an area, the first thing to have to say is, is this pressing to me? And you can say. Because he won't, he won't tempt you with what you've done. for a you are saying, ah, yeah, this is a temptation though. I'm being tempted, i am being tempted. You will know there's a temptation or not if you need it. For example, somebody is going you, uh, uh, $1,000. And at the moment, you have $10,000 in your account. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the person is annoying you, he doesn't want to pay you. And you say this person is tempting you, he's not trying to tempt you. The debt is not tempting you. Why? Because that's what the person Are you getting what I'm saying? At that moment, you don't even need that $1,000 for anything present. Are you getting it? Because you do have 10000 in your account that you can fall back on and carry for long. And then you say this person is going to be my money. it's actually my body and he doesn't want to pay me. The devil is saying, no, the devil is not telling you because that is not depressing me. You are being drawn out of your own words. Your foolishness, your, your need, your greed to have more and more is what is disturbing you. So the devil, that some of us, don't be called temptation? It's actually temptation. <laughs> the devil only tells you with what is pressing to you is impressing me. When it is impressing me, then it is temptation. If it is not impressing, it is not a temptation. It is a distraction. And let me tell you something: temptation is not a distraction. <laughs> you cannot avoid temptation, and you cannot saying? that's why the Bible did not say the temptation. The, it, it to that there was no fruit in the home of the garden, the garden was totally dry of fruit, and that was the only thing that was there. and the tree was left with only one food and it was dying of hunger, then that is a temptation. But when it is not a person, it is not a temptation, it is a distraction. Distract the distraction. i cannot you know say. And this is you let them as you pray the walk with God. And then I was uh, there, there was some, somebody that was meant you know, you know to 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 pay or was going us and I was, was thinking about the money and pastor asked me said do you need that money now? I said, Do you actually need that money? I said, What's my money? He said, but well, don't you have money now? And I yes, but you know you just need to have said But well, do you need that money now? Because what well, she was telling me was painful, but it was the truth. I am saying? because that was actually a distraction. Another one similar came up again yesterday in the course of the week. And it wanted to really this when I yesterday when I went to the matter and then then it calmed down. This morning when I woke up, I said, This matter, I will not even talk about it to pastor. Neither will I put it in my head. Why? Because this is not a temptation. This is a distraction. And it's all those stupid distractions that make us angry for nothing. for nothing. We need we, we 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 channel our energies to rubbish and that we waste precious time that would have been used for important things use it to trash the matter to talk the matter to trash the matter to talk the, at the end of the day you have wasted time you have wasted energy you have wasted destiny and it was what you wasted it all for what for a distraction not a temptation a temptation is what a principle. let say the lady just stood before me and she stripped asking is it pressing me? Do you need to have a child better? <laughs> is she or what? That's not a temptation, i right? you know So, we were able to differentiate between temptation and distraction. And that's what this um, beginning part of this teaching is making us understand. A temptation is impressing me. Really. The after another is a basic important necessity. But it doesn't also mean that you have to fall for it. Why? Because within the ability to overcome the temptation no matter how pressing it is. Praise God. So the devil will never tempt you with what you don't need. So he said, ah, the, the, when I went there, the, the, the alcohol was not smelling. I was being tempted. Said, oh, do you need it? Is need it for in your body? If <laughs> you don't need it, it's not a temptation, it's a distraction. So why do the devil know that, so, so if, if you don't need it, he said a temptation, praise God. Now let's, oh, let's also, uh, answer another question. Now, this is another important question. Like, it may sound like, you know, the person is little at but it's very real. Now, why did the devil not tell Jesus to create or produce bread from heaven to eat? Rather, he told him to turn stone to bread. Jesus is God, is that what's his Lord is a very good worker. In fact, he are not starting this miracle ministry there. But in fact, that would only be the wonderful temptation. Is that not so? Oh, Jesus, you are, you are, you are the son of God. I, I know you are, you, are, you, are, you are a very good worker. Don't worry. You are the son of God, so don't worry. Just to prove to me that you are the son of God. Create bread from heaven. Or produce bread from heaven. Until your father to send you bread from heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's your a good temptation, is not so? Why did he tell you to throw stone to the bread? See, everything is important. You must take all the details. Why not Jesus tell your father to produce bread and send that to you? You are hoping now. you die. You will die. See you. 14 days, 14 nights, days, you will die. You. Jesus. better tell your father now to bring bread, from, send bread from heaven. Uh, let angels come and give you bread now. And the Bible says after the temptation, what happened? The angels ministered to him. What happened? They ministered to him. They came to give him food. They fed him. <laughs> so, that is, the devil did not end angels had the possibility of ministry to him. Why didn't he tell him at that point? Tell angels to come. Are you getting know what I'm saying? So, why did he say turn stone to bread? That would have been also a beautiful temptation. Because what? Well, it was not time for the angels to minister to Jesus. And if he, he had told Jesus to tell angels to come and minister, not the same way Jesus told the Father that if he said, I, 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 I can pick later my life and pick it up, I can go tell my Father and send Peter, battalions of angels. But I, but I won't do that. now. It's my power to be the angels it. it was also the power of Jesus to tell the Father, please, I have finished fasting. You want me to die. Send angels to come and minister to me right now. So if the devil has given you that temptation, it has also been a beautiful temptation. Knowing fully well that that was not the time for the angels to come to me this So, and anything done before the time is a sin. Anything done after the time is a sin. The right time for you to do what? For you not to be a sin. And you cannot say it. So, why not tell Jesus, or tell the Father, to just tell your Father to send angels to bring bread right now to you? He didn't tell him like that. We're rather to be to the I to understand that even the tempter himself knows the level of temptations. And he knows the temptations that are more, this world that are more grievous and the ones that are less grievous. We understood that anything that is not a basic necessity, a pressing necessity and a pressing need to you, is not a temptation. So he tempted Jesus. It's what was pressing because Jesus was hungry. Tons not to bread. But now, why tons not to bread? Why not bring take your father to bring food? Tell angels to bring food to you now. After all, there should be food in the heaven. So tell me just Why not that? And why tell us to bread? Now the reason for this is that because the devil wanted Jesus to take a shortcut of converting an existing raw material into a finished product. Instead of starting from scratch, this may sound (laughs) kind of ticker weird because this is the devil came. He brought bread, he brought stone. Stone looks like a raw material. Turn the stone to bread. I give you raw material to use to combat your bread. But if you tell him, tell your Heavenly Father, and Jesus, your homebender, tell your Heavenly Father to send. Bread from heaven to you. That looks like producing bread from nowhere. And which is actually what we Christians run away from. When they say live by faith, he which faith? Ha! They thing I'm not seeing. Let me first see small before I cannot be sure. And then he said, once he went to minister in the conference, and no one minister to minister too. And after they finish ministry, the church that resisted all of them told all the ministers to come. Let them let them bless them. I don't know where they have been this They blessed them with finances. They gave them money. And when he go to the store, they looked at them and say, "My faith preacher, who are you supposed to get money? You fake to get ah? He looked at his and he said, "Believe you me, because all the time that the was honestly like crazy. <laughs> he leaves one location to another location. There is no. And then he gets there. And the pastors look at him and they say, You are a faith preacher. What are these faith to that's money? We won't give you money. <laughs> Hush! What a pain! He said he was working. He said, so, but he walked in. As he walked in, somebody called him. He never had a member in the church. I said, I was blessed by your administration. Please just manage this. exactly the amount of money he needed. Because he said there was a time the Lord told him, he said, this is what I'm going to start now. Whenever you are going for a program, tell me how much you need. If you are whether you're invited to preach, you know, he did itinerary for a long period of time. You read the guy's book, you understand what faith means. <laughs> that guy, okay. his faith was crazy rocking. Okay. But the time that he, wanted, he was going to preach. And his tire was already bad. <laughs> and he had to no change tire like to be able to breathe. So he was fainting the driving and fainting the money to get to buy tire. So God told him, Whenever you are going to be tell me how much you need. Write your 100 and I will give you. He said, When God told him that, he felt that God was joking. He said, But he thought, okay, this is the only work for big churches where they write the preachers. He was a amazed. When he got his budget and he him into a small church, a very small church, he said when he started preaching, when he looked at the congregation, he said, this budget will not work. But I will still preach. It will God work. This one. He said, but at the end of the meeting, that amount of goods was given to him. He said, the church on his own will not raise them. And that amount was given to him, he cannot tell. Then he knew that this God had told him to this thing is true. They saw somebody him and gave him the money exactly what he did after they had been banzine, but that was not the end of the story. He, he he took the money. He went he went to his next meeting. After his next meeting, the the church board called him and said, "We heard what our pastor did to you. These are bad people. Don't mind them. Please, we are sorry. They apologized for what their pastor did to him, and still gave him a financial blessing again. Hey, that's something. Now, so to work with what you see but it's much more difficult to work with what you don't see and I you what I'm saying faith is so difficult for Christians because we don't see it it's the substance of things well, you are hoping for it you are not seeing it that's why faith is so difficult you hope for it it's the substance of things you hope the major problem in faith is not substance it's not evidence. it's hope that's the problem with faith. That's the only problem with faith. If hope is removed from faith, faith will be easy. So faith becomes difficult because person, you are working based on a hope, not even based on what you see. So now when when, 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 when when the devil came to meet Jesus, he he didn't want to tempt Jesus on the grounds of faith. He tempted Jesus on the grounds of sight. of science because he knows that if he tells you the ground of science you will easily fail for science Was, was totally bankrupt of faith. There was no faith in that idea. That's what the says. Look not at the things which are seen. But the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. So he did tempt Jesus on the grounds of faith. He tempted him on the grounds of sight, And that is the temptation of of first word. We are tempted on the grounds of sight. That's how the Bible says we should not look, we look up at the things which are seen. Why? Because if you look, if you run your Christian life on the grounds of sight, you will lose sight of it, and you never get the blessings of God. So the Bible don't tempt us on the grounds of faith; he will tempt us on the grounds of sight. Bring the stone, turn the stone into bread. Are you going to i This may sound like a good idea. What God the Father did for the children of Israel in wilderness was that what He did for them?
0: So, not all good
1: ideas are God's ideas. Amen. Not all good ideas are God's. Ideas. I'm very weary of good ideas. In fact, you see, as children of God, our choice is not between good and evil. Are you getting it? Our choice is between good and God. Is it good at evil? Is it good or evil? Is it, easy to, is it, easy to, is it easy to detect? Is it easy to detect? Is it to detect? That's why God does not give us good gifts. I you get what I'm saying? But I'm saying
0: every good and
1: perfect gift comes from the Lord. So the good is the gift He gives us. is not just only good. He ensures that it is what perfect because if God stops us as good, there is a problem. When you look at the creation, the earth was good, and then the earth was excellent. If you look at creation, God kept not saying good, good, good. Go to Genesis chapter 1. You see the word good appear like seven times. 11, and then that, God said very good, which is what? Well, excellent. But God never said what? Well, perfect. Are you getting me? So the earth was not in its perfect state after creation. Are you getting what I'm Adam was meant to bring perfection to the earth. Are you getting me? And Adam failed in bringing perfection to the earth. That's why God sent Jesus, and Jesus is not just a good gift of the Father, he is the good and the perfect gift of the Father. So we must be weary of good ideas, we must always be sensitive to God's ideas. Because sometimes God's ideas may not sound like good ideas to us, they may actually sound like bad ideas to us, yeah? The things of God are foolishness to them that perish. Are you going what I'm saying? Bible says he says God uses the foolishness of the world to confound the wise, and the weak things of the world to confound the strong. See, that's the operations of God. So, for you to walk in the realm of God, you must remove your focus from good things and start focusing on God's things. And if you must do that, you must move your, you your sight from sight and put your sight on your sin. And that was the temptation the devil gave to Jesus. And same temptation he gave to us. What we see, what we see. Praise God for more. What we see, 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 what we see. What we see, what we see. I want to see. When God the Father was faced with the murmuring of the children of Israel due to their need for bread in the wilderness, did he turn stones to bread? When the children of Israel were crying, they did eat bread. When they were murmuring, they set it up with that area. When the murmuring to Moses, they eat bread. Did God turn stones to bread? There were many big rocks there. <laughs> After all, there was a rock that Moses struck out, water. out water. They were able to. They were uh rocks uh, surrounded by rocks. In front of them was the Red Sea, behind them was the Egyptians, and surrounding was what rocks. So there was many potential bread around
0: (laughs) bread factories
1: everywhere. So forever we have to walk in the spirit. We have to think like the father. When he was faced with that challenge, did he turn the stones to bread? Did he turn the rocks to bread? Potential so when you tell you, you have to the devil is trying to bring an idea for you that looks beautiful, think first the way the Father handled the situation. Because at every time the devil brings a temptation to you, the Father has handled that temptation before. You have to track and track to the way the Father handled it. The God says there is nothing new. There is nothing that has come that, that is not common to me. There is no temptation that has before you that is not common to me. There is no new temptation. Every temptation is old. Jesus. So, what the devil was doing to Jesus was what happened to the children of Israel in the world with the He tempted them with wonder also. And you get what I'm saying? Yes. And see where the way they responded, they responded with murmuring. And instead of the father to be moved like a murmuring, and told that he is the he's the in the first israelite that was born, born without sin and was born from sin. So he understood the Israelite mentality. Same temptation he faced in the wilderness he also faced in the wilderness. 16 verse 13 to 15 says, so, And the one in the day, and the one in the world in the Jew lay round about the host. And when the Jew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing, as small as the whole whole on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said no to another, It is manner, for they not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the prayer which the Lord had given you to eat. They called it what is this? In Hebrew, what, kind of means? what is this? So imagine, they saw God to provide something. They saw something they had not seen before. They should have at least said, This is a miracle. I cannot say. But the first thing they said is, What is this? They had the seriously. So when God was faced with that challenge, He didn't turn stones to bread. He didn't turn rocks to bread. He bring what? Bread from above. Now, Jesus, when he was faced with that temptation of still the same thing, turning stones to bread, he didn't even ask for bread to be raised from above. Why? Well, because the devil did not ask him to ask the father to bring bread from above, number one. That means the devil is trying to insult his knowledge of the father. I didn't it. Number two, the devil is trying to insult the father's provisional ability. And then number three, the devil is trying to do something that is outside the normal modus of operandi. Of y can't Answer. He said, Oh, this is because he knew on that paper that if you start arguing with this stupid there, it starts making sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he started arguing with him, he started making sense. So he saw that he never argued with the devil because he knew this. So Jesus always did what he saw his father do. Sure, will not do contrary to his father's mode of operation if he had need for bread. Look at John 5:16. Then answer Jesus and said unto them, Very, very I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what what he sees the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the son likewise. So Jesus knows what the Father knows, and it's possible for him to do otherwise. The devil was trying to bring a wedge between the Father and the Son. I did not say you can see what he was trying to do, what he was trying to do go against their mode of operation and then drive the way between the Father and the Son because Jesus knew that his only way to succeed in his ministry was to do what the Father does Are you getting it? Now if Jesus had fallen to that condition of coming to to prayer, whereas the Father had the same temptation in the wilderness and he did not turn the rocks to prayer he would, have, he would have succeeded in driving the way between the Father and the Son and that's what devil is trying to do to you. Between you and God, make you do what God does not do, make you go against the operations of heaven. Once you have done that, it looks like God is on his own and is having a view. A good thing that's why you don't move by sight. You don't move by sight. This means that Jesus had need for prayer, he would have asked the Father who would have sent manna to him. Are you getting what I'm saying? And not listening to the uninvited guests or the devil. If Jesus had been for bread before the devil came to tempt him, he would have the power for bread. That means at that time Jesus wanted bread. Yes, he was hungry, but that was not the time for bread. So why would the devil fast track? <laughs> Is that what the devil does? He doesn't to fast track a need for you. <laughs> when he we was, was, was in a car. And he told Pastor, he said, hey, can I uh, talk to my father for you? He said, Your father, who is your father? What are we talking to you for? He said, My father. Man. He said, Who is your father? He said, He was signing the church. He doesn't ask if was your father and pastor. <laughs> he didn't asked her, uh uh-huh. Why are you talking as if you're not in the man? You remember? she said, No, don't worry, thank you. Don't talk to your father <laughs> for no, no. I was trying to introduce us to one of our like that. Someone was trying to cause it to ah, yeah. in this Ghana, many women don't go and see, they just do these things, they okay, do these things, they okay? she was in every day of us. What? What should the devil be the more fast-racking of this for you? But the future I see, I told Pastor, I said, see. see what this person is saying. And Pastor said, after we finish making this kind of program we should not be programmed against you. The righteous life is very difficult not to be programmed. Anybody that cannot see the big picture, that cannot see the thing we are doing, it's yes, not our own. I know what I meant. I told the person, says, That idea is very good. But well, you see, God of us. Lock-handly. God only gives you what you can manage better. I said, you see, that program, it will be a problem that we cannot begin. So that is not a problem. Thank you for that. You see, the person that said, Pastor, you see, there's an idea, see, like, you see, this is now where, for really attract people, really, need the Ghanaian assistant pastor. You see, when you have an assistant pastor who is a Ghanaian, then the people can start gravitating to you. I said, ah, really you are seeing the food too. It's a good idea as I said, what you see use like, this hand to bring pastor. I'll be carrying problem for my head That cannot be food for the rest of my life. I said, yes, it's true what you're saying, father. I said, yes, it's true. So in this life, let me leave God to bring pastor. <laughs> it's not easy my hand to bring. You will see these things. The devil will look like he cares for you. I and mean, you know what I'm saying? About you. <laughs> ah, shall we we did not grant us wisdom. The devil's suggestion was simply to simply employ to make Jesus take a shortcut, which always cuts short a man's destiny. Shortcuts will cut short your destiny. It will cut short your life. It will cut short your purpose. It will cut short your silence. It will cut short your anointing. That's what a short cut does. And shortcut always makes you look at the physical. I mean, Go and check every shortcut approach. It's always physical. It's never spiritual. It's never, it's never faith-oriented. It is now, 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 now. It is based on what people have analyzed in your life, in your, in your, in your business, in your family, in your business. based on the analysis they are talking now. They now give you a solution for the now. That if you prevent it for the now, you become a future disaster. That's shortcut. first to, to bread. Stone to bread. This understanding of shortcuts of what Jesus used to explain to the people that God will not always answer them when they ask. That God will always answer them when they ask and will not give them shortcuts to their answers by giving them stone when they ask for prayer. Remember, Jesus told them. So which of you every fathers here? we your son ask for prayer and you give him stone? When your son asks for fish and you give him something. One of, the of them say no more for people say "Oh, he will be cared. He anybody he you be Heavenly fathers cannot do that, part to your heavenly father. So this is why I'm going to the verse of scripture. God will give you what you ask for, no matter how long it takes. But if he will not give you something that looks like it quickly. He will never give you his soul. The son is now, it's present; you can see it. But the prayer is take time. But you will not leave you the stone. No matter how much you fast and pray, Lord, I need you the stone. You will give you the stone. Not because it's your heavenly father, he lost. Maybe you need to the this stone to pray for you. Because that looks like a quick fix. And God is not a quick fix master. A lot of times, Christians, we need big fixes. That's what we are looking for. quick fixes, quick fixes, big fixes. Jehovah Sharp Sharp. The God of one night miracle, God of Sunday turn around. These are good names.
0: I'm
1: not saying they are bad, they are good names. They are good names of God. Are they good names? Jehovah Shasha, the God of one night's miracle. The God of sucking turn around. By this time to you know God. These are good names. I'm not saying they are bad names, but I'm telling you, when you know that God loves you, he will not give you a big fix. You will, will not pull your stone, You will not pull stone to bread. Because the stone that you are talking about, it is the devil that brought it to you. And you know what I'm saying? And he will turn it to bread. Short cuts, they look short, but they are actually hard. They are turning what? Hard. A stone is soft. No matter how soft the stone is, it still a stone, it still hard. It's, no matter how soft the stone is, it still harder than bread, is that awesome? Can you use your teeth to grab, to, to bite stone? No matter how soft the stone is, it's still harder than bread. It may look short on your heart. The consequences of turning stone to bread is far reaching. Matthew 7, verse 9 says, What man man is there of you who, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Same reason is why fathers do not give their children stone when they ask for bread. God the Father will not give you shortcuts to your satisfaction in life, He will not give you shortcuts to your fulfillment of destiny and I will not give you short to your answers or prayers. God never, and will never leave the suggestion or ideas of the devil. You also do not need him. This is the simple wisdom that Jesus says it, it is written. It is written. It is written. When you understand it, it is written, you will never turn stones to bread. Christ will confit on tonight. I don't know what you have learned tonight, but I think I've learned something. In this journey of faith, in this journey of working with God, we need these revelations. We don't hear these kind of teachings in this time because we are a fast-track kind of Christianity. Everybody wants it fast, everybody wants it sharp. But I tell you, if we turn stone to bread, we give you a hard life. Talk to God and say, Lord, they help me understand. What you have taught me tonight, help me understand it. Yes, Only no. really, you can know, help me understand, help me understand it and help me implement it. When the devil comes to tell me with my present needs, uh, help me know it is written. Uh, help me go back to the modus of horandi of the Godhead. Help me back to the modus of horandi of my family. It's not never taken the stones of the devil, but the city to say it is written of Jesus. Open your mouth and talk so to God tonight. Talk to God tonight. See, Bakura Tasupra Tala, the other. With a kid, I know she brought the sea. Are you talking to God tonight? 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 Ask him for that tonight. Ask him for that tonight. Ask him for that
0: tonight.
1: the sound of my voice who has not made Jesus the Lord address that Savior. I tell you, you need Jesus to be able to scale from this kind of slimy and and, 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 and sensitive temptations. So the devil will throw them at you and then you put it. we get the teaching. The teaching has been so. It has been so. I don't know what words to use for it. But they, they, I, I, when I prepared the teaching, I, I didn't. I didn't receive much of what came out in the Bible's teaching. But these words are very important because it's the life we live as Christians. And many Christians have. Filled in these temptations because they don't understand these nitty gritties. Now but for you, you are a very body game, how do you go survive? So if you want to make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, say this prayer after Savior, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but today I come to you. I choose to make you my Lord and personal Savior. I choose to follow you all the days of my life. I choose never to follow the devil again. I choose to serve you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, well, I pray for everyone who has made this prayer. I ask, Lord, that the grace to serve you be released to them. I Lord, I thank you for accepting them in the Lord. And I ask, Lord, that they shall keep following you. They shall keep being sensitive to the to things of the spirit. And they shall not move by, by sight, but they shall move by faith. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, in the name of Jesus. Now I'm going to pray for us. Lord, I pray for everyone of us tonight. We've heard words. That are waiting, those that have heavy. And these words will determine our next faces in our work with you. Lord, we ask for the grace Amen. to never be moved by signs. But to live by faith. Amen. The grace never to fall for the temptation of turning stones to bread. Amen. But to
0: We believe you have been blessed watching and listening to this teaching. We invite you to watch and listen to more Pluru teachings by Pastor Chamdi Ohahuna. You can subscribe and watch our YouTube channel for more videos of these series and other series. Or listen via Grace Life Podcast on Anchor FM. We would like to hear from you via email, if you made the prayer of salvation and would like to share your testimonies from this ministration. Grace to you.